0: When we'll fast together for Allah to help and strengthen our Iman. Oh, it was so very long ago in the holy month of Ramadan.
1: Allah sent his message to the world, the holy book of Al-Quran. Assalamu alaikum everyone and Ramadan Mubarak. So before we start with the episode, we have some news. We're back again to raise funds for Abuans Sponsor Child Education Initiative. We started this campaign two years ago in hopes of giving back to those in Somalia. So this is a project that we are committed to ourselves first and foremost. We started small and raised funds for four children. And our hope is that we will be able to raise money for their tuition plus any additional fees for the year. And hopefully continue until they finish high school. So considering the current COVID-19 pandemic, they are not attending school at this time and funds raised for their school fees will be given out once it resumes. However, we understand that they still have living expenses and ongoing hardships so we hope to continue to support them especially during this time and remember that the funds raised will go towards their living and schooling as needed so we're currently almost at half of our goal so make sure to donate what you can during these blessed last 10 days and the details will be in the description okay assalamu alaikum everyone welcome to another episode actually let me say the final episode of one or three dates I just want to say, Wallahi, this Ramadan has passed by so quickly. Girl,
0: where are the I'm days? I'm shocked. Please, where are the days? I'm actually even so know. surprised because if you tell, like, three weeks, how? Please explain Wallahi. to me how three weeks went by. It's actually SubhanAllah.
1: In general, it's like the past, since we've been in lockdown, time has just been, the concept of time is non existent. Time has just been flying. It's so,
0: right? It's so abstract. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, how has this Ramadan been for you? I know you were in the first one or three dates episode and you guys talked about some of your goals and the things that you wanted to do this Ramadan.
0: It's so funny because I think in that episode, I was so pessimistic or if I'm being honest, I was realistic on, you know, like my own flaws and how I knew how I was going to do. But Alhamdulillah, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm not going to lie, not going to the masjid. I knew it was going to affect me big time. And I feel like I'm in denial, just like this whole COVID situation for the past couple of months, I've just been in denial, you know, it's going to hit you at one point, but you know, the missing the masjid, it just makes, I think the positive part of that was that the fact that my love for the masjid just increased more and it was mm-hmm. so good because, you know, all the time and you always see these people that's raising funds for the masjid and it, we kind of mm-hmm. throughout the years you kind of get cold towards that you know you kind of get mm-hmm. detached from desensitized oh, yeah. yeah desensitized to that i kind of detach from the masjid in the term that oh i know it's a community fixture but i don't always go there but i know it's important but you don't realize mm-hmm. how important it is when it's taken away from you during the month of ramadan you know
1: exactly yeah. we kind of like overlook the message that's kind of always been in our lives and we don't appreciate how much not just in the month of ramadan in general it adds uh, to our lives so I think everyone's kind of appreciating the fact that uh, the masjid's there the com- and that there are communities in Canada I know that if it's actually like a community it's not just somewhere you go to pray it's somewhere you go um, to connect with people you know in your community so yeah, definitely that's been yeah that's been a challenge for me too not being able to go to the masjid um, and then it doesn't help that, you know, the house is so noisy because everyone's at home <laughs> yeah. and no one's out going to like friend iftadas and stuff. So you kind of have to, our house is pretty loud. So you have to figure out how to, you know, um, read the Quran and, you know, reflect, listen to lectures in the chaos. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> everyone just mumbling, you know, because in the message you could legit be like to your family, do and go in a corner.
1: <laughs> exactly. That, yeah. You have your own little private time, but um, at home it's kind of like it's very loud. And I mean, I've gotten used to it. In the beginning it was pretty tough, um, yeah. but then with time, you know, I got used to being able to read the Quran and listen to lectures and the chaos of everything. You know, because everyone's kind of doing their own thing. And another thing that I miss is kind of like connecting with your friends. You know, I yeah. mean, we do have so we do have um, uh, the internet and all of that and technology, so we can still virtually connect with them. But meeting up with them for iftar is and you know connecting over lectures and stuff like that in person going to tarawih together i miss my tarawih buddies <laughs> <laughs> well
0: I, and like i was tweeting about how i'm gonna miss the message thing and it was like a joke before Ramadan started like i was talking about mm-hmm. all the problematic stuff but it's like you know when it was starting out it was just so ludicrous to me it was such a mm-hmm. you know it was just a concept like oh my god i can't believe i am gonna miss out on that but like now mm-hmm. you're that you're living it yeah you miss it but you realize that your ibadah and like your your, worst, your acts of worship are not really contingent. Not, those are the, just the little things that make it better, you know, sometimes.
1: Exactly. I think this, this is kind of a test for us to see if we're still able to maintain, you know, the same level of worship, even though we don't have the masjid, you know, which I don't know. I think I think we did a decent job and inshallah, <laughs> like we can keep everything that we've learned this month and, you know, continue on. But what would you say is one thing like, a good thing? I know we keep talking about the negatives of corona and how we can't go to the masjid and we can't do this and we can't do that and we're stuck at home. But what would you say is, like, one good thing that you haven't experienced in the other Ramadans because of uh, corona?
0: Um. Honestly, first of all, the I think the hardest thing for me is not, like, like going to the masjid and all that stuff, is just the habits because it's a routine. Like I have a Ramadan routine every year and I just rely on that. And then this Ramadan, I, have to, I had to come up with a new routine. But this routine is a routine that could work throughout the year, Ramadan or no Ramadan, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that was one positive, like figuring out that, you know, the time that I read my Quran, the time that I do atkar or the time I pray, you know, the how I pray, do my prayers and how I do my qiyam and everything, The way I do it, like, I had to come up with a whole new system for this Ramadan. And I feel like it's just, it's something that I could take throughout throughout the whole year I, I won't be like oh it's fine if i don't pray taraweeh or tahajjud now because you know ramadan's gonna come up and i'm gonna make up you know because you're always told oh during ramadan you your ajd is multiplied like your your goodies are multiplied and the qadr is it's like 83 years you know so it's like yeah. if i don't pray the whole year i'll make it up that one year not thinking about the fact that you could die the fact that you could miss that that day or you could miss you know you sometimes health for health reasons you can't even fast the whole you can't pray or fast the whole month right so like having that having being able to come up with a routine that would work throughout the year is something
1: that will truly help us exactly i think a lot of times we associate a lot of the the acts of worship like taraweeh and night prayers and all of that to the masjid but because we don't have the masjid now it's so easy and we've been doing it at home We're able to, you know, in the coming months, not just in the next Ramadan, but in the coming months, carry out like the night prayers at home and not associate them to the masjid. You know, it's so easy to just say, I'm not going to do it because, you know, I usually do it in the mosque and it's easier and you make excuses for yourself. But now because you're doing a lot of those things at home, it's easier to to take that on to the after Ramadan, like continue on with these good deeds afterwards, because you've been doing it in your home all along. Right. Right. And then for me, I think one thing that I found to be so, like, beautiful uh, this Ramadan was all the Zoom lectures. (laughs) They're so convenient. Like, normally, I think a lot of these lectures would cost money or, like, they just wouldn't happen online because they're happening in... the, in people's mosques in their communities like in America or in the UK or different parts of Canada but now yeah. everyone's doing things online and so someone from Canada could be listening to a Zoom lecture in the UK or someone in the UK could be listening to a Zoom lecture in the US you know everywhere
0: and, and the opportunities mm-hmm. to give sadaqa like on your time you'll just see opportunity, opportunity like so many ways to, to gain good deeds and it's like insane will I? Like even a it simple is. retweet and you're getting edger out of it
1: exactly subhanAllah yeah, I don't know. this. Although it's been a unique one, I, I want to say there have been a lot of positives. You know, it's not just been negative.
0: First of all, um, I'm just going to say, you know, shout out to the people that joined the book club. <laughs> but oh this my was God. the year that I finally finished, you know, the Prophet Sira. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's one huge positive because if there wasn't COVID and if the masjids weren't closed... I don't think I would commit to having a book club where every week I would have to do a Zoom, you know, like a a Mm -hmm. Zoom live, you know, a group of people that would rely on you. You know, we're all relying on each other. But like, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't commit to that. But here's a blessing in disguise.
1: Yeah. And if anyone wants to join, the final um, book club is going to be this Thursday, inshallah. I think 12 p.m., was it? 12 p.m. Toronto time. Yes. So do the calculations for for your area but we'll be reading the last um, few chapters so then um, let us know just dm us and we'll send you the zoom link and all of those details and wallahi i'm not going to lie to you i mean i wasn't there consistently i was there for two weeks and i just learned so much because normally you you learn the sirah in fragments and you never really learn the full thing from start to end Mm -hmm. and reading the book and kind of taking notes subhanallah there's so many few there's so many details that we miss out on um that we catch when reading uh the sirah from like cover to cover from point a to point you know z so
0: also listening to other people's reflections right and so like mm -hmm. when you think about it's so crazy because obviously it's the prophet sallallahu story (laughs) therefore (laughs) it has all the aspects of you know, things that you should focus on during this Ramadan. It has, Mm -hmm. you know, like hadiths and it has ayats and it has lessons and it has like literally the start of our deen in general. And looking at when I was reading that, I was thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, like we're going through Islam in the the year 2020 during a pandemic. And then you read the Prophet's Sira and you see a a situation that's very similar to yours, which is insane. Mm -hmm. You know, this is such a unique situation. But then you read the Sira Mm -hmm. and you'll find a chapter just where they're going through something very
1: similar to what you're going yeah, through. That speaks to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many life lessons like and then it's so important like to learn the sirah to to love the prophet, you know, your love for him grows. Like it's very difficult to love someone when you don't know anything about them. So definitely if you can inshallah read the sirah, try to join the last uh session, the book club session inshallah. So what would you say this Ramadan are some of the habits that you've gained that you kind of want to take with you? after Ramadan. Anything think, in particular?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, I made this um pact quote unquote, with myself a long time ago that every year I would learn a new, you know, like act of worship because it's so hard to learn everything all at once. Like if you learn how to pray, it's so hard to learn mm-hmm. all the du'as for prayer and all the, you know, like all the little things you could do when it comes to salah. So every year I learn a little something new. Like last year I learned what is the most powerful dua for you know, like during Ramadan. And it's the one you always see. Allāhumma naka'afu wa kareem wa tihib right? That one, I never used to say it every year. Like I would say it once in a while, but I made it a habit last year to do it. So this mm-hmm. year I decided, what can I add? What's missing from my life right now that I could add to it? And it was basically, obviously, the number of salahs I was doing and the, the, the connection with the masjid. So I decided that I was going to start praying like, you know, duha prayer, which is like the prayer after sunrise. And it's like super blessed to do that, right? So I carry that out throughout the year going forward, you mm. know. That's what well, that's I do.
1: That's great. Yeah, that's that's great. It's like you just you learn something and then you apply it and then you keep it until the next yeah. one and just keep Instead adding on and on. Instead of
0: overwhelming yourself with yeah. like learning so many things at the same time, you just pick one act of worship that, you know, you could commit to and then do that every year. And, like, it adds up. By the time you do, like, five years you know you're getting so much every single day of your
1: life yeah exactly you're like progressing in increments and then at the end of the day you'll see the bigger I mean you'll see the results as you go on but then in the moment it might feel very small
0: and also on top of that like being human you're gonna end up dropping something you might not do your atkar you know your morning atkar you might not do your night atkar for a couple of months but because it's something that you became a habit for you you were doing it for a whole month it always Mm -hmm. it's easier to go back to
1: exactly yeah, for me, it's been um, waking up for the night prayers. You know, um, I'm hoping to continue on with that. I don't know. I find that in Ramadan, it's so easy to have a messy sleep schedule and yet be fully functional the next day because I still have to go into work. <laughs> it's literally a <laughs> <And> miracle. <laughs> I swear wallahi lie. it's because the shaytans are are locked up. That's why the shayateen are locked up. But I'll be going into work and I'll just feel super energized, you know. And if I try to do this outside of Ramadan, I know I'd be a zombie but yeah. um I'm it's also mind inshallah. over matter oh my god it is it is you know it's, it's a psychological thing so inshallah i'll be able to do that afterwards i'm gonna try to you know wake up uh, continue with that pattern of, of getting up in the middle of the night inshallah and continuing on with night prayers
0: it's actually like a great idea to do your night prayers because i feel like once you have your prayers set up your days are the most like fruitful in that way because first of all it's a schedule for you and also you feel so accomplished like when you pray night prayer it's the time Mm -hmm. you're closest you know they say that oh Allah comes close to us Mm -hmm. but you truly I feel like it's when you pray night prayers that you reflect them in the most honest way
1: yeah and then your du'as also just feel the most sincere as well during that last third of the night so inshallah kind of piggybacking off of that are there any hadiths or stories or ayahs that stood out to you uh, during the Ramadan, or even particularly during during the the last ten days. I'm like
0: thinking right now because, mm-hmm. like I said, we're reading the sirah and every single, like every everything single hadith and every <laughs> single story stands out. It's actually like <laughs> it's changing my perspective of life. You know, like what not to do, how to live your life, and everything. And I recommend that fully for anyone, and everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. One hadith that stood out to me recently I was listening to a lecture And it was that the Prophet ﷺ said Jibreel said to me May Allah rub his nose in dust The, per- the person who Ramadan comes And his sins are not forgiven And I found that so scary <laughs> The same angel who was willing to forgive pharaoh or was was thinking that pharaoh can be forgiven if he was just to say astaghfirullah is saying that you know may allah rub his nose in dust you know the person who comes who to ramadan comes and his sins are not forgiven oh um, you which have to means bring the scary one. yeah it is pretty scary but it's also like what are you doing with yourself you know make sure to take advantage at least um as much as you can um, because you never know. You never know how long you're going to live. You never know if you're going to see the next Ramadan. I
0: really agree. When it comes to like the terrorizing hadith, honestly, the thing is, imagine you prayed your whole month and it didn't get accepted. Like when it comes to Ramadan, one of the things that I truly believe in is that you have to think the best of ilahi Like you have to think the best of Allah and that mm-hmm. every time when you're praying the last 10 days, you just believe all the odd days are Laylatul Qadr and you know, move accordingly. And you pray, you believe that all the attendees are blessed. Move accordingly. And also that all your salahs are accepted. And like when you get up to pray, you already believe like the way I do it. This is just what works for me. Like with my intention, I'm praying. Like what if I'm praying, I'm believing that, oh, this prayer will be accepted for me. But then also like, you know, whenever you hear the du'as that the sheikhs make in tarawih and Tajid, it's always... Oh Allah, accept our salah and our, you know, fast and everything. Like you have to actually say it, but also believe the best in Allah and just believe that everything mm-hmm. you're doing is in, not in vain, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then also kind of like focus on, don't think to yourself, don't overwhelm yourself with doing a bunch of good deeds and just adding on to that list. But focus on refraining from anything that would violate, you know, the acceptance of whether it be or your Ramadan, Um, instead of kind of overloading yourself with good deeds, you know? Find the balance uh, between taqwa, which is God consciousness, and ihsan, which is like perfecting the way that you worship Allah. Um, And remember like small things like that text message that you're sending that could potentially uh could potentially cancel that day of fasting or that movie maybe or something that you're watching that you shouldn't be watching or that tweet that could potentially you know ruin Laylatul Qadr for you you know so just think about the little details and focus on kind of um stopping yourself from doing anything that could cancel that uh, the acceptance of that day for you
0: It's also like that snowball effect, right? If you feel like you're too far gone, oh, I've messed up too much, that's it. And you give up hope, that's just shit on winning, like honestly. Mm -hmm, (laughs) So it's like, mm -hmm. even if you, for example, if you didn't end up fasting for like a majority of Ramadan, it doesn't matter if you're lucky enough to fast the last 10 days, you know? Like, you need to think the best of Allah, Allah. And in the end of the day, He knows what's in your heart. So be positive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, the other day I was thinking, I'm like, I hope. The Day of Judgment is like when you study so much for a test and then you go into the test thinking it's going to be the most difficult thing. And then it ends up being like such, you know, when the simple concepts, they ask you about simple concepts, everything just clicks and it's just super straightforward. Like you could have studied the bare minimum and passed but you over you know what i mean
0: now you're out here solving the bonus questions (laughs) exactly (laughs) getting over 100
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly so that's like that's what i hope the day of judgment is like inshallah (laughs) that's
0: actually a good dua. so free
1: for that (laughs) (laughs) okay so maybe we can end the episode with kind of cover discussing any tips that we have i mean to ourselves and to everyone on how to keep some of the habits that you formed um during ramadan i guess i could start off with just it seems simple but making dua um that you can keep these habits i know it seems very straightforward but making during the month of ramadan during the last 10 days making some sincere dua that you keep these habits that you've gained during the month
0: mm-hmm. yeah i agree as well Wallahi, because if you don't in the end of the day you have to ask illah to help you because there's only so much you can help yourself we're all human right i totally agree with that that's something i actually do forget sometimes making dua i feel like sometimes dua is such so hard for me to make and it's so crazy that i i feel that way because it's like how do i ask for something when Mm -hmm. i haven't put in that much effort or when i'm feeling this or you know all the negatives come up when i think of dua but it's easy for me to to pray you know i don't think about all the stuff i i'm not doing when i'm praying but when it comes to asking for things from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's so hard and it's crazy because that's literally an act of worship and you get edged for doing you know making du'a. yeah Mm -hmm. so that guilt is something that I need to work on myself right and I guess the habits what I do is I always carry on whatever I do to Ramadan throughout the next six days because you know how they say fasting Ramadan is like fasting 300 days of the year right and then, because each day is like 10 days, right? And then the next six days, which goes into Wada, um, I forgot the month that's after Ramadan. Shawwal. Oh, uh,
1: wait. Shawwal, Yes. Yeah,
0: the six, uh-huh. if you fast six days in Shawwal, it's like you fasted 60 days, which completes your fasting a year. to a whole year. So that's 360 days. So what I do is I always, I fast my Ramadan prayer. And then after Ramadan finishes, after Eid finishes, I continue on my prayer doing everything I did during Ramadan and then I make up my fast as a woman you know like make up my fast and then uh, all you know somehow throughout the year it continues on like not the fasting but like how I did my prayers and my you know like my uh sorry my athkar and everything is still the same throughout the year I lose a lot of it but by the time it gets to the next Ramadan it comes at the perfect time where I didn't lose everything you know and so Mm -hmm. it goes
1: in a circle yeah that's a really good point yeah. And then also kind of getting a good deed buddy maybe helps, like having someone kind of like a gym buddy, but, uh, you know, a buddy, as corny as that sounds. <laughs> you know, it works. It does. Trust
0: me, that works. It does. Because, you know, you can fast, obviously, Mondays and Thursdays and then you can fast the, the Ashura like there's a lot of opportunities throughout the year but if you don't have people fasting with you you're not gonna do it it's
1: tough it's <laughs> tough Wallahi there's I don't know there's some comfort in knowing that someone is going through something with you so you know
0: it totally works find that person yeah I know it's all hard for a lot of people to find it because I can't even get mm. some of my siblings to do it with me unless I threaten them <laughs> you know it'd be like you need to do <laughs> you know annoy them, them fast? <laughs> literally annoy them to the point where they say okay I'll do it you know so <laughs> if you have to do that you know, I'm not
1: about yeah. it. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then there's also um quality over the quantity of like good deeds. Like think about one thing, do one thing versus multiple things, which I think we kind of spoke about um throughout this episode, but think about the quality of the 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 good deeds that you wanna take over versus like piling up on a bunch of good deeds that you wanna take with you after Ramadan. Like you read the whole Quran but you don't know what any of it means versus you reading you know, a juz and studying the tafsir, you know, it's and more, understanding. More yeah. Fully. Okay. So that's everything. Inshallah, you guys had a beneficial, beneficial Ramadan.
0: Uh If you guys have any tips on how to, you know, have the most fruitful year going forward.
1: Yes. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Everything that we've discussed regarding the charity as well as the book club will be in the description box. Um Jazakallah for joining us and we'll talk soon. Assalamualaikum. Bye. Bye. <laughs>